Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the Pro Fan League arena where confetti is still falling from the rafters. Last night was historic in the world of sports. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Nike SB Zoom Blazers, and let's talk sports. My name's Brad Gibbs the founder of Pro Fan League. Welcome into the show today. Thank you for joining us. Last night in women's college basketball, historic greatness was experienced and the table was set for more historic greatness. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark of the Iowa Women Hawkeyes for breaking the women's NCAA scoring record. She now has scored an astounding 3,569 points in her NCAA career, passing Kelsey Plum of the Washington Huskies. And she sits just 98 points away from breaking the legendary Pistol Pete Maravich his all-time NCAA scoring record, which has stood for more than five decades. Will she get it? I think she will. She only needs 98 points, four games. She's averaging 32 points a game right now. The odds are ever in her favor, assuming that she can stay healthy. And it would seem that the chances are pretty good. Caitlin Clark has been spectacular overall four years of her college career. But the last two years in particular, Caitlin Clark has raised the national profile of women's college basketball. Her accomplishments have captured the eyes of the nation in a way that I don't believe any women's basketball player has. And don't hear me say that I think Caitlin Clark is the greatest women's basketball player to ever play. I do think that Caitlin Clark, obviously is perhaps the greatest scoring women's basketball player that has ever played. I think she deserves that. She still has not won a national championship. So, I think that's important when talking about her legacy. 
the impact she's had on the game. But she is becoming the most marketable, the most eye-catching, the most able to draw a huge crowd to sell out stadiums in the world of women's basketball. When I think of women's basketball to this point, I think of incredible basketball players like Maya Moore, number one. I think Maya Moore, in my book, is the greatest champion in the history of women's basketball. Maya Moore was on UConn teams that won 90 straight games and back-to-back titles. She won four WNBA titles. She won gold medals. She went to Europe and won their championships. If we're talking about a boatload of ridiculous statistics, I don't think that Caitlin Clark's body of work, complete body of work, is better than Maya Moore's. Uh, Maya Moore was also the first women's basketball player to sign with the Jordan brand. But, even inside all of her greatness as a basketball player, Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi, uh, Aja Wilson, they have not been able to achieve a level of greatness at this point where they're packing out stadiums, selling out tickets, keeping people on the edge of their seat. I'm not saying there are diehard UConn fans. There are sellouts. There are there are plenty of people who root very passionately for women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark impressively over the last two years, has broken out of the box that is the loyal college women's basketball fan and transcended to the point where now people who don't pay any attention to women's college basketball are paying attention. That's what she's done for the game over the last two years and a credit to her I mean she's hitting shots from the logo she's hitting she plays in Iowa but she makes it from Nevada she gets buckets I don't know that they're gonna so a long time ago Kyrie Irving made these Uncle Drew videos where uh, he would like dress up like an old man and He'd go to basketball courts in the park and he'd like hustle people looking like an old man and then he'd just go off. Maybe they're going to start making some Aunt Katie videos for or like Grandma Katie videos for Caitlin Clark because her ability to score the bucket, her ability to get the ball through the orange rim it is really really a sight to behold so good for her Pistol Pete 
Mr. Pete, I think he would feel nervous right now. His record's had a good long run. Somewhere in the next three weeks or so, I think it could be coming down. So, congratulations to Caitlin Clark. Congratulations to the fan base of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Congratulations to sports fans for getting to behold truly an excellent display of career consistency. And I'm sure wherever Caitlin Clark lands in the WNBA, all eyes will be on her as uh, she looks to continue to raise the profile of women's basketball in America. She's an excellent player. And she's not scared to, to... She is not scared to shoot that rock. She can do it. This weekend, it's the NBA All-Star Game taking place in Indianapolis. The NBA All-Star Game has all the potential to be an amazing event. In the early 90s, it was an amazing event. Over the last 25 years or so, it has become an event that you want to be amazing and sometimes has some amazing moments or like really cool moments to see. You put these 20-ish basketball players in the same arena, the greatest basketball players in the world. And your mind goes with that collection of talent This should be worth every cent that people will pay to go and see it. But really, you're paying to see all these players stand in the same place, not for the quality of the game. Like if you want to be able to say, man, I saw LeBron James... Giannis, Jokic, Durant, all Steph Curry. I saw them all in my life. Play basketball. The All-Star Game is the ticket to being able to check that off. But if you want to be able to say that you saw all those players play a quality game of basketball, you cannot say that. If you go to the NBA All-Star Game. And Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, he knows this. Over the last few years, the game on Sunday night has been a source of embarrassment for the league. Yeah, it's fun. There's dunks, there's three-pointers, a preposterous amount of three-pointers. People just throwing up the ball. But the game hasn't been good. Last year at the end of the game, the players said the game wasn't good. So the big question for the NBA is, how do you make the game competitive? How do you get these players to buy in at a level where they're going to play hard? Because they just... 
don't. Paul George, forward from the Los Angeles Clippers, was talking about how you don't want to be that guy who's playing harder than everybody else and making people look bad. There's something about that mentality that I don't think rubs the sport fan in a way that uh, gets them to respect what's going on in the All-Star game. Like you hear that and the question is, well, aren't you supposed to play hard? Aren't you supposed to play hard if you go there? Kobe Bryant believed that. That's why the MVP trophy of the All-Star Game is named after Kobe Bryant. He would, like, yell at guys in the All-Star Game if they weren't playing hard. He wanted a game. It'll be interesting to see. I don't have these high hopes that this year's NBA All-Star Game is actually going to be highly competitive and fantastic. The NBA's tried a bunch of things. And this goes for like the NBA dunk contest too. They cannot figure out a way to get the best jumpers in the NBA to actually participate in the slam dunk contest. Now, Mac McClung was amazing last year. And he's back to defend his title. So I look forward to that. But... LeBron James has never been in a slam dunk contest. Why? Well, he says he has nothing to gain. I understand what he's saying, but maybe it's not just about what you have to gain. Maybe maybe it's just about putting on a show for the fans who paid hard-earned money to sit in those seats and see the best in the world. I am sure that Ja Morant, now he's hurt this year, would put on an absolute spectacle if he would jump in to the contest. But to this point, he hasn't. None of the best dunkers in the NBA join up. This is Adam Silver's great challenge. One of them. The NBA in-season tournament was great. The NBA All-Star game, it'll be fun. It'll be like a good spectacle. But I think it will probably leave fans wishing for more substance once again this year. Maybe the NBA. I've got some ideas, but first... Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu will have a shoot-off at this year's NBA All-Star Game during the three-point competition. This is a first. Last year, Sabrina Inescu set the NBA All-Star record in the three-point shooting competition by amassing 37 of 40 possible points, breaking Steph Curry's old record. So this year, they decided to go head-to-head. I think that's a great idea. The two best shooters, well, the best shooter in the NBA, best shooter in the WNBA, it'll be fun. Who knows? 
Who knows what Caitlin Clark's going to do when she gets to the three-point competition. Maybe her and Sabrina Inescu will have a shoot-off sometime. But it's competitive. Like, they're both going to give it their all. You know that. They're excited about it. They're giving a full measure. Slam dunk contest. I've already shared on this show a while back what I think could juice up the slam dunk contest. And that's allowing players from other sports to join the slam dunk contest. Like I said months ago, if Terrell Owens shows up, I have heard that he's a tremendous dunker. If he shows up to the NBA All-Star game and starts doing silly things out there with a basketball, you're telling me that LeBron James is going to sit on that bench, watch T.O. put on a show at the NBA All-Star game and not get out there and try and defend the NBA against an onslaught of football players making spectacular dunks? I don't believe that. I think LeBron would be out there in his dress shoes dunking rather than let the NBA disrespected like that. So, let's try it. Or, you know, a baseball player who can dunk, a hockey player who can dunk. Get these fellas out there. Let them draw the talent onto the floor for the NBA. I think it would rejuvenate the NBA slam dunk contest. And I'm not going off on this because I don't like the weekend. Like, I'm really excited about the weekend. And this year, an added wrinkle is on Saturday night for these festivities. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. They're using an LED basketball court. They're not playing on a wooden floor on Saturday night. They're basically playing on a floor made of computer screens. And the graphics will be changing as the night goes on. First time that the NBA has used an LED basketball court for something official. And you're going to see it. So there's that new wrinkle. But I'm interested to see how it affects play. Like if you're trying to shoot and the floor below you is glowing, is that going to throw people off? Now apparently this floor has been tested, was tested by the NBA Players Association. Some folks went out, played basketball on it to see if it was playable as a floor. And it got the stamp of approval. So... How about that? NBA not using the classic hardwood basketball floor on Saturday night for those uh, for that section of the All-Star festivities. They will be playing the game on the traditional wooden basketball floor on Sunday. But Saturday night, if you tune in for the skills competition, the three-point competition, the slam dunk competition competition. You're going to see it being played on an LED basketball court. Which is wild. So, I think to get the game 
to a more entertaining place. Maybe they should go to the hockey model, which is three-on-three. Put, you know, four, well, eight teams of three. Bring eight teams of three and let them have a round-robin tournament. And declare a winner. Make the NBA player, make the NBA MVP, the Kobe Bryant MVP of the All-Star Game. Uh, Whoever was the best player throughout the three-on-three tournament. I think that would, and of course, if you put a cash prize at the end of it, I think that would get the players, change it to a a half-court game, three-on-three, and see what team prevails. And let them pick the teams at the beginning of the game. I think that could bring some level of competitive desire to the NBA All-Star game. So, up to this point, this has been a hoops-heavy podcast. But to finish it, I want to dive in to what is a sensitive topic. This past Wednesday, during the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade, there was a shooting. 22 people were shot at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. To this point, one person has passed away. This is covered in sports talk shows. Unfortunately, there's a lot of opportunities to talk about shootings in America right now. They happen pretty frequently. And the reason I've decided to talk about this today is because most of the analysis that I hear from the world of sports lacks biblical substance and leaves God and what he says about the world out of the equation completely. And to be quite honest, part of the reason that I started Pro Fan League and have decided to talk about sports, Lord willing and God-honoring ways, is because if we are going to talk about situations, both good and hard, in the world, we can't just leave what the Bible says about people out of those conversations. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and the Bible informs the way that I engage the world. I am not perfect. I am a sinner. I don't claim to be perfect, but I do claim to know and have a relationship with the one who is perfect. The triune God, the person of Jesus Christ, and 
God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, give us everything we need to thrive in this world they have created. And they address things even like a tragic event like what happened Wednesday at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade where something that was intended to be a moment of happiness turned into moments of fear and tragedy. It's called senseless violence. People call for gun reform. People say, how could this happen? Don't hear me sounding callous when I'm about to say this. I say this with compassion. The Bible tells us why this happens. Jeremiah 17.9 says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? In the book of the Bible, Jeremiah 17.9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Why does something so ugly happen on Wednesday? It's because the human heart is desperately sick. In another translation of the Bible, the old King James Version, it says the human heart is desperately wicked. Look no farther as to why shootings happen. Look no farther as to why there's tragedies in the world. Human beings are sinners in need of a savior. I understand people could say, Gibbs, you're oversimplifying it. Gibbs, that's not helpful to anybody. No, it is. It is helpful. Because as long as we view humans as good by default, which is not a biblical idea, the Bible talks about human beings as sinners with desperately wicked hearts by default. If you live under the lie that humans are good by default, Number one, it's not a biblical idea. And number two, you will never be able to deal with tragedy in a way that makes sense. Because you're not dealing with it in truthful ways. The Bible is what gives us insight into the things, events, and activities that are happening in the world. And Jesus Christ stands ready to save. If you don't like what you are seeing in the world, if your heart breaks as it should for people who are at a parade with their kids and all of a sudden they're getting shot, if that messes you up, 
That's good. It isn't the way it was meant to be. But instead of trying to find hope and strength in the power of humanity, find hope and strength in the creator of humanity. God the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, who came to earth, ready to save the lost, ready to bring light into the darkness, and He has today. Do not, even in the midst of tragedy, natural disasters happening in the world, do not buy in to the lie that the darkness is winning today. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. And he's sitting next to the Lord, ready to save sinners, ready to redeem wicked hearts. I also know every time events like this happen in America right now, it reignites the gun legislation debate. I'm not going to get into the politics of gun legislation on this show right now. I am going to get into the attitude of the American citizen, though, for a brief minute. We need to stop looking to the government to fix our problems in American society. We need to look to the Lord. We need to look to the word of God. We need to examine our own hearts and make a difference one person at a time right where we're at. Stop looking to Congress to fix issues of the heart that only the Lord can redeem. So often... I hear this overwhelming clamor for the government to be the solution to all the things that people don't like about American society right now. The government's not the answer. Let's call for people to open the Bible. The answer's For a flourishing society, lie inside God's word. Let's stop clamoring for Congress to solve issues. And start thinking more about how we, the citizens of a republic, can be problem solvers. This is what, by God's grace, made America an amazing country. People not relying on government and taking it upon themselves and their communities, their neighborhoods, to do amazing things in the world. Free markets. We need to get back to that. I believe really strongly in the power of the kitchen table. The power of the kitchen table to educate 
our children, to talk about our, to talk with our children, to invite neighbors over. You know somebody struggling in your neighborhood? Invite them to your kitchen table. Start diving in and caring for them. Teddy Roosevelt made a speech, and it's known for the part about the man in the arena. Maybe you've heard about the man in the arena speech before. But that is just a small part of a larger speech known as Citizens in a Republic. The Bible is the cornerstone of life. And it holds the answers to what it looks like to live in ways that allow humans to flourish in the world. Citizens in a Republic is not the Bible, but Citizens in a Republic, that speech, he made it in France, is one of the most amazing speeches I've ever read. It's pretty long, so if you go look at it, brace yourself. It's a pretty long read, but it is beautifully said what it used to mean to be a citizen in the United States of America. And I'll, br- I'll give you a nutshell. In order for the Republic of the United States of America to thrive, every single citizen in America needs to take responsibility for their own actions. That's what it boils down to. Not making excuses not trying to have somebody else carry the responsibility, not looking to the government to solve issues, starting to carry responsibility for ourselves and our families. And that's what I believe is the start of the changes that people desire to see happening in the USA and maybe even infiltrating the world. But at the core, it all starts with how we view ourselves. The Bible says that we're sinners and we need a Savior. And an excellent Savior has been provided in the person of Jesus Christ. I hope that the Lancaster Thunder, that the people that listen to this show, will increasingly grow. And be the kind of people. One of the pro-fan league values is take responsibility for your actions. I know many of you who listen. And you are those kind of people. And it's a joy to know you. And over the years, perhaps by God's grace, the number of people will grow who are part of this pro-fan league community. And when you see that hippo, that big mo on a piece of apparel down the road, you'll say, wow, that's somebody making a difference for their family, for their communities. And it'll be exciting. Please, share this show. I haven't... Well, I don't want to put it that way. Please share the show. I think I'll leave it there. If you know people 
who love Jesus Christ and really like sports, please let them know about this show. Would you do that? Would you leave a comment or give a five-star review? I'm grateful for the assistance. I have prayed for the people who were affected in the Kansas City Chiefs shooting. And you know what? Prayer matters. It's amazing how in times like this, prayer is mocked. Do not mock prayer. The Lord hears our prayers. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Go make plays. Jesus is alive. We are not just fans. Check out the YouTube channel, Pro Fan League. Lord willing, I'll talk to you Tuesday.